Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right. So as many of you guys have listened to us, you know, we always have guests on that have amazing stories of transformation or growth. So today we have our friend Kate Griffith with us. And I think it's amazing because she was willing to go through this whole transformative growth journey in front of all of you, in front of America, basically. I'm on a reality TV show. So some of you might have known her if you watched Temptation Island. So that's like, we're going to talk about that. I'm sure we'll get into that. But I just think it's awesome that, you know, people can go through all of this with like, we all scrutinize ourselves, but like the whole world watching and being brave enough to kind of go through that and learn, be willing to learn about yourself along with everybody else. So I think that's awesome. So thanks for coming and being with us, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. (laughs) Sure. I'm pumped. So I know I am, there's so many things we want to hit on in this episode. And uh, I know a lot of what you went through. Well, first of all, I kind of want to kind of get back to just making that decision to go through this experience. Was that a tough decision for you? When you were presented the like, hey, you should be on Temptation Island. Yeah. So Temptation Island, I think first aired maybe like 10, 12 years ago, maybe even longer, maybe like early 2000s. And so I kind of remembered it from then. And when it was brought to my attention from my boyfriend at the time, I was like, hell no, like I'm not going on that show. No, 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 no. And he's like, just let's just go through the audition. Maybe if you go through the audition, we are, they'll think of us for another show. Like we don't have to say yes. Oh, so right. Like, okay. Yeah. So kind of manipulate's not the right word. I don't really like to use that word, but there was yeah. a little manipulation to get me. Yeah. And right. I even tried to back out right before, maybe like a week before we were supposed to leave for the show. I was having so much anxiety. I wasn't sleeping. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I called producers and said, I'm not, I'm not going on the show. Like <laughs> find your alternate. Wow. Yeah, that was not happening. (laughs) Yeah. So how long were you guys... Did you guys date long before this or was it... Yeah. So we were long distance for a year before the show. I was living in Miami and he was in Hoboken in New Jersey. And then I had moved to New Jersey to continue to further our relationship. And so we'd been living together then for, I want to say, like roughly nine months, eight months. Okay. So not very long. And then like, hey, let's go on this like incredible challenge together. (laughs) I guess you find out really quickly, I guess. Might as well. Yeah. And everyone who goes on the show is kind of at a crossroads in their relationship. And that's where we were. We were not sure if we were right. Not sure if we were moving things too quickly. If we were putting pressure on ourselves. ourselves. And yeah, I guess we were just, we were at that crossroads. Yeah. I don't know the reality TV fixes that. Right. (laughs) I think it shines a light on it, right? It just kind of brings it forth. (laughs) So where where would you say you were before you went on the show? Obviously, like, it's your relationship and everything. But like you personally, like Kate Griffith, who you are as a person, were you in a space that you felt like you were feeling like confident in who you were and what you were doing and like just who you were as a person and what you were growing to be? Or was there something you were looking for at that point or a a lack feeling somewhere? Yeah, no, definitely. I think kind of all of the above, kind of you knew something was missing. You weren't really sure what it was. You're putting pressure on the relationship to say that the relationship wasn't fulfilling you. 
And obviously looking back, it was just me. Like I wasn't fulfilling me and I was looking for fulfillment, again, validation. You know, women always talk about, um, I was looking for that validation in all the wrong places. Um, and I was looking for that relationship to give me validation. And obviously when you move for someone, you're putting so much pressure on them to yeah. you know, be your world. And that obviously is never healthy. So I think I was just in a really unhealthy place mentally and then in the relationship as well. Yeah, right. You bring up a really good point with validation. I feel like so many women, we seek that in different areas of our lives. And um, for you, you were, you were using the relationship as a form of validation, right? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm, I'm 35 now and it's taken me 35 years to realize that I was either placing validation or looking for that validation from a man. But I think that was also coming from the the perfectionist in me. So when I couldn't reach perfection, and you're living in that constant state of judging yourself, judging others around you, that you're never reaching that in any way, shape or form. So then it's like, all right, I'm not perfect. I kind of don't feel good enough. So now I'm going to go place that emphasis on someone else and they're going to validate me. And then you're bringing that not good enough mentality with you, that feeling that you have about yourself. So no relationship is actually going to be good enough because you know the relationship is just a mirror. The other person is just a mirror for yourself. So that's kind of like the, that, what I was doing. It was literally that like a tennis match of looking for perfection, looking for to be validated, looking for perfection, validation. Dude, you yeah. stop the recording right there. That's it. That's all people yeah. need to hear, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a whole book on it called really Seeking good, yeah. Perfection, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we see this happen. And the reason I was asking about the validation is, um, you know, for women, we struggle in these different areas and we're looking for that validation, that, that chase of perfection, whether it's for a body image or a relationship goal or uh, money, fame, success, whatever that chase is for that individual. The perfection seeking is... Ultimately, to satisfy that feeling, that void that we're ha- we have, that missing gap of not feeling enough, and like you said, the relationships are a mirror of who you are. And if you don't validate and feel that yourself is worthy enough, that's exactly who we're going to attract. And we continue the cycle of self abuse where we continue showing up, doing the same things over and over, expecting different results. So yeah. that whole cyclical chase of perfectionism will leave you completely just burn out. And so is that kind of how you felt? Like just completely exhausted and at the end you were just like, if I reach this perfection, I could finally just rest? Because uh-huh. it's a chase constantly, right? Yeah, yeah. It's totally a chase that you are... It's a race you're never ever going to win. Yeah, the carrot is dangling. Keep going faster, yeah. try hard, do more. And you just can't keep up. Yeah, yeah, you can't keep up in any way. And so because you can't keep up, I think the next option is the validation. That's not happening. So then you start to numb. Yeah. And obviously there's so many ways that we can numb from shopping to drinking to cheating on your spouse because you're or spouse, your significant other because you're like, oh my gosh, like I <laughs> I'm not getting it here. Let me go get it somewhere else. Alcohol abuse, you know, all the things. And then again, you're back to square one. Right. Yeah. 
the cycle of self-abuse. And you feel worse about yourself. Yeah. Because you get all numbing. Yeah. Right. And so we see those patterns come up through guilt and then shame. And then we repeat that punishment because it's a cyclical battle because inside we're looking to fill the void with whatever it may be. And when that gap becomes so wide, that's where that numbing comes in. We're looking externally for just something for a quick fix, like a high to just make us feel good for in that moment. And where it yeah. comes into, like like you said, judgment, criticism, those patterns that you start yeah. seeing yourself reflected in other people as well. And mm-hmm. like, it was cynicism and, you know, just kind of going down that rabbit hole of just really not in a good place. And yeah. you, project, you project that. Yeah, you project it and you also attract it. You attract yeah. more of that in your life than other people that are wounded in the same ways. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because being on Temptation Island, you do a lot of interviews when you're on reality TV. So the interviews that you do are with producers and it's probably two, three hours because they need those little fillers to, you know, during the show to about your feelings and how you're really feeling. And that was part of my shadow work that I was going through and starting to dive into those emotions and really dive into why am I feeling this way? Like, why did I feel like that before? And why was I in that relationship and it was going so deep. It wasn't even about David and Temptation Island. It was more about just the same, the cycle and beating yourself up and the perfection and all those things. So that was really where my shadow work actually started. Yeah. Um, like therapeutic. Yeah. Super therapeutic. Kind of from like producers. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It totally is. I like that. So, so you're on Temptation Island, you're doing all this, you're doing that shadow work, you're doing those those long interviews, do you think that's a point where you started to like realize like, holy shit, like where you kind of figured out what some of the problems were? Or was that like later on when you got home? (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that's when you start to realize it, or that's when I started to realize it. And you're kind of thinking about that and it's kind of in the back of your mind, but you're also like, all right, but I'm also on a reality TV show and you're going through a lot of other things. So it's kind of also it started to work a lot of that out and almost gave you like a false sense of confidence because you have all these people around you that know you, that care about you, that are trying to build you up. Obviously, they want you to be happy. Happier looks better on camera. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, they want you to cry at moments too. And you're so- <laughs> Right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I think that it was a false sense of confidence. I came back home and was probably the most unhappy I had ever been. It was kind of like my rock bottom. I had left a job to go on this reality TV show. So I came back and I had no career right. at that point. I had my relationship, like we broke up on national television. And then all you can think about in your head is like you had all these people and now you are super lonely. And now you really are in your head and really in your feelings. And then on top of that, you know that everything you just did on TV or on camera is now going to be on TV in a couple of months. Like I was scared shitless yeah. to watch myself back. But yeah. <laughs> watching myself back is also when I was like, wow, you know, this is, I'm not living my authentic life. Like yeah. even going on the show is not living my authentic life. Like that is not something that is part of my life purpose or any goal right. to be on a reality TV show. And for that matter, a, a dating show where you're not even dating your partner, <laughs> you're dating other people. Right. Um, Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, I just watched myself and I was like, that's not you. That's not your soul. That's not what you're meant here. Yeah. Be and act. And it was really hard for me to watch that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So you're making me think of like a hundred other things right now. I got to write down so my brain can keep up with what we're saying. But um, so doing all that, so you come home, you're watching all this. And then it's not just you that's now like thinking all in your head, thinking all this stuff. Now you got all kinds of people that are going to be chirping on Instagram, telling you what you should or shouldn't do, or like judging you on a show that happened six months ago. Do you know what I mean? Like all these haters on there, like that want to... So it's not just you dealing with you. Now you see all these other people. So like... So two things, two things came to mind based on what you just said. Like number one, like, well, I guess they could just answer all them together. Dealing with those people, but then also dealing with yourself when you came back and you had those feelings. Like what were some things that you did to get over those feelings to start? Like you had that realization, I'm not living my authentic life. This isn't what I, who I am. I, what am I doing? All this kind of stuff. What are some things that have helped you to yeah. kind of rediscover that? Yeah. So a few things. So I I went back to my old ways. So David and I, after the show, broke up, got back together in real life. Because I I don't quit on things. Like I just keep going. Yeah. Um, Make the relationship work or die trying. Yeah. And looking for that validation. And wanted to be this idea that, you know, you can forgive and forget. And I did. I forgave. But I couldn't forget. I couldn't forget his actions on the show. So because of that, I couldn't move forward in the relationship. And so many things were coming up constantly yeah. for he and I. But yes, there are a lot of comments that are sent your way. A lot of comments that are still being sent my way. And I'm like, it aired and or over. It filmed a year ago. <laughs> a lot has changed in a year. But I have to say a lot of the comments I received were positive. I would, I would say 99% of the comments I received were positive. But it just takes that one. It takes right. that one to just really bug you all day long. Yeah. So I've learned now to read them, ignore them, <laughs> go through my practice, do a three second, a three minute meditation if yeah. I need to. And like, that's, it's gone. It's done. So that's, uh, you make, you make a really good point. Cause that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you is how do you process that being in that space where it's like, you know, for our mind, like you said, if you have a hundred or 99 great, positive, awesome messages. And that one, that one just penetrates like our filter and just gets stuck in there. And for some of us, it's like, that is a deal breaker that can totally just crush us and bring us all the way down. And all that work that we've been doing to build ourselves back up. It's like, we got to rebuild this foundation. So you mentioned meditation. What other things kind of helped on that? Cause I know that, you know, sometimes it's still, it's like, it would get you and you get so defensive and then you're like, oh my gosh, blah, 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 blah. To the point where it still stings. Yeah. And then there's like the stage where it just literally just goes over your head, like no big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things that I've done. So I do meditate. I do journal. I think it's really important for me in the morning to get my my thoughts on paper, kind of my check-in. It's my own therapy of just writing the things down for the day um, and check in on my feelings and my emotions and understand where those are coming from. Also, like I've kind of dove into spirituality. So sometimes I'll, I'll pull like an oracle card in the morning if I feel called to do that. I also do breath work as well. And the breath work coach that I've been working with, it's sort of like 30 minutes of therapy and then 45 minutes of breath work and then integration. So that has been huge, huge, huge for me to just release things. And release things, I don't even know what they are half the time that I'm releasing, but just releasing them. And then the shadow work. So like when someone comments on something and it triggers me, like why is that triggering me? Why is someone's comment in... Nebraska that I'm never going to meet 
that is talking about my life from a year ago. Why is that bothering me? Right. So kind of diving into that, like that, so the deep dark corners and why is this happening and bugging me so much? Right. And it's almost like still hitting that trigger. And that's where the healing work, because it's still like, it's there. You think you've gotten, so when, when we start doing the inner work, it's literally like peeling back layers upon layers upon layers. And every time we like think we made progress, it's in like one small area. And then something comes over and just like jabs this little trigger. You're like, oh, I guess I still have some work to do, but it's in this area. So it may mm-hmm. have still been like the same recurring pattern and maybe you dealt with it on like a personal level, but maybe not on a professional or relational level or something like that. And you start to see these patterns come up. But I love that you use that word like shadow work because it's yeah. really like we're in this darkness. What we don't shine light on will stay hidden. And it doesn't mean that you if eventually, if you ignore it long enough, it'll go away. Sometimes mm-hmm. we try that with our problems. All it does is continue just getting covered by something else, but it will always remain there. So that shadow work, mm-hmm. bringing light into those corners and really identifying in those triggers. And that's that self-reflection and self-awareness that you're working on. This is just, I love this whole conversation because this is a lot of like what I do and have done through my healing journey. But it really, it's great because when you feel that trigger, you're like taken back instead of being so reactive, you take a minute in that pause and just be like, wow what can I be learning right now? Mm-hmm. So a uh, yoga teacher of mine, she never really resonated to me until as, as much until now, but she was always would say, react less, love more. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is, is that I want to react to that message. And the moment that I send love to that person and I actually explain myself, usually, again, most of the time, they respond in such a way, like, I am so sorry that I said that about your life. I'm so, uh, you know, thank you for replying to me. Yeah. And I always say, especially if it's a female, like, you don't know what the other person is going through. I'm strong enough to deal with whatever it is that you said, but there are people that aren't. So empower other women, ask that person how they're doing before you comment negatively about their life. Yes. Right. We're so quick to judge on those that we don't see. And I always just say, you know, you can't compare your insides to other people's outsides because you really don't know what they're going through. And you have to look at it through a lens of compassion now. And that is something that I really had to learn as well because I was on that other side where I would just look through my own perception like of what I was dealing with. And like I said, it was projection. So if I was in such a negative place, everyone else was in a negative place. So I would judge them. I would cut them down, all these things, because that's I didn't know anything other. And you don't know what you don't know until you come on the other side and you're like, wow, it's, it's amazing and it's beautiful. And this is like really that whole inner work that you do. You see, have to see that transformation within, and you can now help other people in that way as well. Like you said, just show that woman love for that comment. You know, she didn't know what she didn't know, and now you shine the light on her area. Yeah, and if I can get her to, you know, send one less <laughs> negative right. message yeah. that like I did my part by replying, that's all you really can do is like send send light, send love to those people that might be in a darker place. Absolutely. Very well said. So that was awesome. Because <laughs> we need more of that. Every, especially yeah. now, we need so much more of that love and light out here. And, uh, you know, we're living in somewhat of, you know, those dark times and it's tough. So, you know, really this time for doing the inner work, the healing work, the self-reflection, and just taking actually advantage of the opportunities that we have right now. Totally. So are you going to stay in New Jersey or wherever you are? Not Miami. I mean, so, you left the sun. You left a beach and like sunshine. So 
I know. So I'm trying really to listen to my intuition and I'm trying to let it guide me, which is wild. Like when you get rid of so much clutter in your mind and your life, like your intuition is really freaking strong. Yeah. And it pulls you in the right direction. Yeah. So with all things that are happening in the world right now, um, my lease actually ends really soon in the apartment that I'm at, but I'm going to stay one more year in New Jersey. Yeah. And it's also sort of like, I want to conquer it before. Like I moved here for a relationship. I don't want to leave just because that relationship is over. I want to conquer this. Right. Not not Jersey, but like I want to conquer New York (laughs) City. Like I want it to be mine. So the next time, if I do move, if I come back, it's home. Because when I go back to Miami, it's still home. And when I go back to Ohio, it's still home. Right. I I need to make this home. (laughs) I love it. And I also love too, you were talking about because some people might freak out. Like you said, like you came back from Temptation Island without a relationship and without a career, right? So I'm curious, like how, you, what your mindset is or like how you navigate or use your intuition to be brave enough for some people to, to be like, you know what, that's okay that that's gone. I Abundance mindset. There's plenty out there for you. I don't need that specific job that you had before. But mm-hmm. like, what was that like coming back, I guess, like realizing career-wise, like, were you thinking like, gosh, this sucks? Or were you like, dude, this is awesome because now I can go make my career whatever I want it to be or like start anew, start fresh? Because I think some people that would, they would freak out by that. Like a big button. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I was definitely freaking out internally (laughs) for sure. But I also believe like I kind of always land on my feet. (laughs) So it's just having that mentality, like something will happen. So I ended up landing a really good job, a really good company. And it gives me the flexibility to still do a lot of the social media stuff that I do. And yeah, I really couldn't be any more appreciative and more grateful for the the position that I ended up. But I think with that said, I had to really let go and release a lot of anger. Of You... like based off of David wanted to go on the show and I left my job because of the show and because he wanted to go. And then there's so much anger that you're hanging on to. Right. Like it's his uh, fault for everything. <laughs> like resentment. Yeah. And just pointing blame and pointing yeah. blame. And like, you really can't place any blame on anyone else. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like I went on the show because I went on the show. And so I really had to like take ownership yeah. <laughs> of that. And yeah, just fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> Faith it till you make it, we say. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I love this. So like, I feel like this whole like past year, like, because obviously we met in college. So that's like a thousand years ago, like 18, 19 year old girls that are like, let's just go party down on campus. Right. So like over this, you know, social media, like, so I've been able to like stay connected with you and see you, but I feel like it hasn't been to like recently, I guess, more so in the past like year or two, but like seeing like all your stuff, like, post Temptation Island where I'm just like, dang, this girl's got it going on. Like she's figured something out. Like she's like, just, I don't know. It's just really, really inspiring to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, not that you never were, but I'm just saying it's just, you can tell like having known you before and then like not seeing you for a while and then seeing it again, you can definitely kind of see like just a different person kind of, and like just that ton of growth. And that's really cool to see, I guess. And obviously there's a lot that's happened in like 14 years, but we're just focusing on like this one year of Temptation Island, which I know is such a short, you know, in the whole span of your life, it's just not even two months you were there. Yeah. <laughs> too. Like, so it seems to be like a big, big impact of your life, but there was yeah. so much before that led up to you becoming 
Yeah. That you are. Yeah. Um, no, it's so true. And I think I kind of, I had to <laughs> follow my face a couple of times in life in yeah. order to keep getting back up stronger. And it really took me this last time on Temptation Island. It was almost like the universe was like, what do we need to send her that is going <laughs> gotta to be something big? <laughs> Slap her in the face and understand like she needs to live more of her truth and just live in more alignment of like my goals here and sort of like mature, but mature in like a very young 35 year old yes. way. <laughs> Age is just a number. I'm a firm believer in that. For sure. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like when I fill out paperwork of some sort and I say like 1985, I feel like I need to write or like you put your age and feel like, but a y- really young 30. <laughs> yeah. like, with like a smiley face by it or like. It should be like a feels like age. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I identify as a different age group. <laughs> yes. Well, you look the same as you looked in college. So I feel like you could still go ahead and say you're 18. Except for my hair wasn't brushed in college because I was partying too much and now I'm a mom. So two different (laughs) reasons, same result. (laughs) But oh well. Yeah, it's crazy. Age is just the number. So I I mean, we'll wrap up here soon. I know we're going over time probably, but what would you say, I guess, if I'm, if someone's listening to this and I mean, I feel like they got a lot of good takeaways from listening to you. Um, but I noticed a, a common pattern, a common theme I keep hearing you say is always being like your authentic true self and living your truth and that kind of stuff. So is there a way, I don't even know if it's possible, maybe, so you'll have to let me know, but like, how would you like define what your truth is or what that means? Not even maybe what your truth is. Maybe you don't have to share that with people, but what that means to you to be living your truth. So I think that, I mean, for me, it really, I just really want to live a life that devoted to being healthy and being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really the, like sort of the only two things I feel like you can control in life for your health and your yeah. happiness. And also when I say health, I do mean mental health as well as physical. Right. But yeah, I think that you really have to be committed to knowing who you are, knowing who you are at your core so that you continuously just keep showing up as that person for others, but also for yourself. Okay. And I think that like true confidence, I think comes from being able to be committed to again, your, your goals here in life and your purpose. So the more you're committed to that and you're showing up for yourself, yeah. we always let ourselves down first. We show up for other people, right. but the more you show up for yourself, then like you can truly walk into a room confident in knowing exactly who you are. And I think it took me a bit to understand who I am and um, I'm, I'm still learning and every day I'm learning. And sometimes I actually believe that, you know, every day I might wake up a different person, sort of. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) A new perspective or a new growing, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I think everyone should wake up a new person every day because every day is a new chance to become a better version of who you were yesterday. Yeah. It's like when you look at that competition and we start scrolling on Instagram and we get that comparison and it's like, no, no, the only one we need to compare ourselves is the person we were yesterday. What did we learn? How can we grow? And what can we do to become better today? So, and that's all part of the journey and the the journey, you know, some people might find themselves at 20, some people might find themselves at 60, you know, for everyone, their journey is unique to their own. And I don't think anyone has a certain age of when they find it. And if they hadn't hit it by the certain age that they they haven't arrived, Um, right. You know, it's, and it's the beauty of finding yourself in there. And that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have so many ups and downs, but that's like the whole point. Because when you look back and you're like, 
damn, I came back stronger. Like, look at that. So, I mean, same thing with your looking back at your watch or watching your um, yourself on Temptation Island. It's almost like journaling, but now it's a video documentary of it. You look back and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, how much I've grown. Or I would never have said this then or now than I did then and so on. So it's it's really... I don't know. To me, I, I love this whole transformational stuff. Personal development is obviously my jam. And it's like, you know, what can you do today that be a better version tomorrow? Yeah, 100%. Love it. Uh, well, I think that was freaking awesome. I wrote down so many notes. I always do. I always write a lot of notes, but Kate, you got some good stuff. And I think anyone that listened just to this is going to probably be like, holy shit, I got some work to do. (laughs) I feel like sometimes they don't always answer questions. Like someone asks me something and my head goes in like 8 billion different directions, which my thoughts have thoughts and those thoughts have thoughts, I feel like. (laughs) I feel like this is, this is the perfect trio right here. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. So how can people find you? Cause I know obviously you said temptation Island. So we're, you know, people are going to want to dive into that, but how can they find you online or learn more about you? Sure. Yeah. So I really just use Instagram and I am at, I am Kate Griffith and that's all. Yeah. Simple enough. I am Kate Griffith. Yep. Awesome. I'm a follower and I like it. So go follow Kate and find all the good inspiration mm-hmm. there. And I will say I, it makes me want to like get some cute workout gear too, but that's a whole nother conversation for another time. But yeah, I got the cutest it. stuff. So awesome. Well, thanks for chatting with us today. And who knows, maybe we'll do it again. This is good stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.